listening to the Great Groups Podcast. Our goal is to equip small group leaders at Brook Hills and beyond to make disciples through effective group ministry. You'll hear from Jay Gordon, who has more than 30 years of experience in leading church small group ministries. And he'll be joined by Chris Amaro, one of the small group leaders for the Church of Brook Hills. And often, you'll also enjoy interviews with other small group leaders. So, enjoy the commute, and thanks for listening to the Great Groups Podcast. Well, okay, thanks for tuning in to the second half of 10 Ways to Be a Great Group Member. I know that's kind of a spin on the name Great Groups. Uh, We're actually focusing today on group members and group leaders out there, as we mentioned last week. In case you missed that, I want to catch you up. Um, You might be thinking, hey, this really doesn't apply to me. How do I pass this on? Well, share the link with your group members, or this will be available at brookhills.org slash blog. Uh, we'll put these 10, uh, 10 ways there. Or you can go to greatgroups.org. We'll post it there too. And so that way you'll have something that you can share with your members. Now, you need to tell them it's from me, Jay, not from you. Because, <laughs> they will, because some of the things you don't want to, you don't want to be the bad guy. So make me the bad guy and pass this on to your, your group members. But, um, uh, we're welcoming Alan Chapel back uh, this week for another one. Alan, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're loving it. So um, tell us a little bit about your group, Alan. What are you guys studying? We'd love for uh, some of our small group leaders just to get to know other group leaders and hear what they're doing. So yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, so we start out our time. Um, we were reading through a book together. Uh, it's called Living a Prayerful Life by Andrew Murray. It's, it's a relatively short book, but it's got 30 chapters in it, uh, short chapters. So we start out by uh, covering a chapter a week, and then uh, we'll move on into discussing the morning sermon. So we've all sat through and heard the sermon in the morning, or if they weren't able to, they um, jump online and are able to watch it, and then we come prepared to discuss that together. After that, we'll kind of go into what's going on in your life, how can we be praying for each other, and uh, we'll spend some time in prayer and Two hours flies by. Well, uh, a awesome. couple of comments on there. Sometimes doing the prayer at the end is helpful because sometimes that can get long. And if it's at the end, they know that we've got a set yep. amount of time to it's finish time this. time to go. But um, yeah. another thing I really love from that is um, discussing the sermon. If they know they're going to have to discuss that that night, they're going to listen more intently. Yep. <laughs> so, so I like that, yep, too. Absolutely. You know, and sometimes our groups have people from, um, you know, from the neighborhood or who may not be plugged into church real well, and that's just an encouragement to them to come be a part, listen, and help prepare for yeah. groups. So, yeah, I like that as well. What's the favorite? What's your favorite thing about your group? Man, I just our, our group. Like I said uh, last week, we um, we have young married couples, all married under two years, so hmm. they're all in their mid twenties. So it's great, you know, uh, my wife and I are um, in our early 20s, and for them to be in their mid-20s, that was a joke, (laughs) by the way, we're not in our... I was doing the math in my head, I was like... Yeah, I was going, what did he say? We're in our early 40s, so just to be around younger couples um, who are are starting this journey in marriage, it's just fun, it's enjoyable. Yeah, my mind was actually thinking, should I ask Alan how long he's been married? I think you said last week. I said 17. 17, 17 okay, nice. cool. Yeah. So, yeah. 
So what a yeah. blessing for your group. That's that's a wonderful thing to provide uh, to young married couples. Yeah. So oh, and here's here's something else we do. Uh, we've been doing this. Try to get it about. Once every other month, but we'll bring in a guest couple. Oh, wow. Hmm. That's and, awesome. And uh, we've had several, and it's just an opportunity for, again, the young couples to sit under another couple that's been married some amount of years and ask them questions and uh, just hear get their get their take on on following Christ. Yeah. Do the couples do a presentation before the Q&A or is it just all Q&A? How does that work? Yeah, we'll kind of get to know them a little bit um and then we'll just pepper them with questions. Okay. Uh so far so a few of the couples we've had um uh the Shoals, mm-hmm. Jared and Moana Shoal have joined us. A couple of weeks ago we had Matt and Paula. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. Mason. And then we had a, um, most recently, or back in February, it was a, a guest couple from uh, Washington State where Melissa cool. and I lived for several years. They were in town visiting. So. Yeah. That's awesome. And you yeah. served on That's a church a staff up there, right? I did. I did. Right. Cool. I what did you do there? for eight or nine years. Uh, main, well, smaller church, church of about three to 500, so you do everything. <laughs> I've been there, done that. <laughs> uh, main role was children's ministry. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was the big, yeah. big ministry that I oversaw. So you had Jared and Moana. Mm -hmm. Did Moana cook? No. Oh. I hope she hears this. (laughs) All right. Let me catch us up from last week. I'm just, we're not going to talk about it much. I'm just going to remind you um, um, 10 ways to be a great group member. Number one was find a group and jump in if you're not already. Number two was make attendance a priority. Number three was go to the group in order to grow spiritually. Number four was bring a friend or neighbor to group. Number five was serve your group, and we shared some great ways there. And so moving on into six through ten, number six is talk. And I think we all in our groups have people who have various levels of participation. There are some people we, um, you know, they just go and go and go. Other people are comfortable to... um, to kind of just sit and listen and take it in. So um, what do you guys have to add there? What's important about people talking and encouraging people to talk? I guess we're focusing on those quiet ones now. Man, there's there's probably nothing more discouraging for a group leader to spend the time preparing, throw a question out, and get crickets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you mm-hmm. sit Preach and on. you keep getting crickets and you keep getting crickets. Uh, it, it's a one guys, it's a, it's an incredible way to bless your group leader. If you appreciate what they do, just come to the group and and be ready to, to talk, to discuss. Mm. Yes. It doesn't mean you have to always have the right answer or a perfect answer or, you know, a great, just, just throw something out there and mm-hmm. uh, and watch how the conversation will just take off and begin to snowball. And yeah. don't be afraid to say, I don't understand. Like if you're studying scripture, if you're studying like your book, in, in, mm-hmm. uh, for example. You mean you're encouraging the group members to say. Yeah, hey, yeah. ask questions. Okay. Say, hey, cool. can you go over that again? Please, mm-hmm. please yes. do that. Like we need that feedback because at the same time, we need to know if we're teaching well. So yes. I'll tell you, yeah. sometimes if I get total crickets, I'll just say something like, Okay, that wasn't a rhetorical question. (laughs) 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 Another thing that's important for group members to learn, and Alan, you'd mentioned this earlier. I should have let you say this, but be comfortable with quietness. I mean, once you throw out a question, let it sit. Don't answer it yourself. Just let it sit for a minute. Mm -hmm. Somebody's got an answer, and they're just waiting to see if someone else is going to answer it first. 
But if you let that that silence, it's going to get it's uncomfortable, and someone will crack. Yeah, yeah. Yep. and and honestly, what you're saying as a group member to your leader is you'd rather him lecture him or her lecture the entire time, and <laughs> yeah. You don't want that's that. not a good learning style. <laughs> no. <laughs> so one of the things, even in a group where people do pretty much talk and answer the questions, as I look around, sometimes I see, okay, that person's answered three questions. They've answered two questions. There might be one or two people who haven't spoken at all. What do you What do you do with those? Feel comfortable calling on them in a, in a way that shows you want to hear what they think about something there. People are always going to have a thought. So you might not hit them with like um, a question that is going to stump them. But if you're asking something that anybody in the room is going to have an opinion on, then ask them what they think. Mm -hmm. And that will allow them an opportunity. Again, some people are just less comfortable breaking that sound barrier or other people are more apt to talk and they feel like they're going to, they're getting cut off. It just gives them the opportunity to speak. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times they'll appreciate it. I mentioned last week that we are all continuing to grow and learn. I stumbled on something like literally a month or two ago that I really like, and it would be hard to do if you're in a very large group, but um, if you've got 10 or 12 or less, you could do this. Hopefully people won't won't run away with it. But one of the things I do at the beginning of my, my groups now is I just ask people, and you know, when you gather, there's a lot of chit chat of stuff, but some people still are going to kind of sit and just listen to that. I ask everybody to tell one thing that's happened in the last week, good or bad. It doesn't have to be spiritual at all. It's just, hey, what's going on with you right now or in the last week or just something that's happened, you know, and it can just be totally random. And that sort of gets Everybody, we're going to hear from everybody, and I've noticed sometimes even during the um, you know the the chit chat time of group at the beginning, there are people that just take it in. I'm going, we want to we want to get to know you, and mm -hmm. if you don't talk, mm -hmm. even during this time that's non spiritual up to that point, um, we're not going to really get to know you unless you right. participate. So I yeah. think that's a loss. So we want to encourage group members to to talk. I think that that really comes out. Um, when you get to a point, especially when you're taking prayer requests and going through that time, where you have that um, that couple, in my case, that couple, where everything's always fine. It's good. We're good. Yeah. No, no, really, we're fine. We're fine. I'm going, I've been known um, to dig up things that we've talked about in the past um, and just ask those questions because I, if everything's fine, that's wonderful. But it's probably not. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so... I want to know, like, what can I be praying for for you? Because I want them to feel like they can bring those things that they're afraid to mention or that yeah. they feel like is petty. Hey, guess what? If the person next to you just prayed for somebody that has cancer, that doesn't make your prayer request any less. Mm -hmm. yeah. Your prayer request is That's still right. super valuable and super important to God, and He wants to hear you call it out because it's meaningful to you. I think it's important for the group to be authentic, and often the leader sets the tone for that. Mm -hmm. You know, I've uh, I've seen a lot of times, you know, if 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 I share something, if I'm transparent about something, other people just, I mean, it you can tell a difference in some of the next two or three things that are said. People are more um, more likely to share things that are really going on that are deep in their lives. Yeah, and Jay, I like what you said about kind of that chit chat time before your official group has started or when it's ended and the importance of that. And, you know, my, my personality is the one to sit 
and and just watch everyone else talk um in a big room full of people all talking in you know in in smaller groups or whatever i don't thrive in that mm-hmm. uh, that's hard for me mm-hmm. um i i will see that one person across the room doing the same thing as i am and approach them um and just ask them how's it going you know and and so i think that's an important thing for group members to do is look for that person that's quiet that's just sitting there and they're fine sitting there they're probably not uncomfortable they're probably just fine hanging out but approach them anyway and ask them how they're doing hmm. cool all right number 7 is listen and i i think we really show people our love for them by sincerely listening to them things that they say during group and maybe even, you know, responding to that or bringing up conversation. But I think listening is important. What would you guys have to add? Any, any stories or anything from your experience? Be intentional. I mean, I I can't tell you how many times I've asked a question, how are things? And, uh, you have full intention of hearing everything that they're about to say, but don't do it when you know you got like three seconds. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Um, make sure that if you're going to ask that question, you've got time to actually sit and mm, talk with someone. That's a good point. Because the worst thing to do is when you ask somebody how they're doing and you don't give them the time to actually say, hey, we're great or hey, we're terrible, um, it can really spin someone sideways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. Uh, I think when um, when someone is, is sharing something that's going on in their life, a lot of times that will that'll that'll trigger things in our minds that we identify with them in circumstances we've been through that are somewhat similar, whatever. Just keep those to yourself, you know, instead of jumping in and going, oh, yeah, I remember when that happened to me and this, this, this. And unintentionally, you might have been trying to identify with them. But what you've really done is you've just made it all about you. Mm, now, yep. And now you're telling the story and they're sitting over there going, oh. Okay. I guess I, I guess I don't matter. <laughs> You're officially a one upper. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So so try to just realize that and and just listen to them and hear them out. And then I think the other thing um, that I've experienced that that's a negative is when people try to jump in with quick fixes. Mm, so someone's yeah. got an issue, they're struggling through it right there. But they're volunteering the fact that they're struggling. And instead of hearing again, hearing them out letting them just fully explain what's going on. Somebody might try to jump in real quick with a, a a good Bible verse, right? That's solid, but it's still kind of like quick fixing the situation when that might not be what they need. Maybe they just need to talk. Mm -hmm. So yeah, listening components really important. Yeah. Mm, That's cool. Number eight is pray and you know, the other items have often been things that we do in group or related to group. And um, I'm thinking, you know, with this particularly after group, you know, um, whether you take down the prayer requests or if, if the Lord brings somebody to your mind during the day or once those prayer requests are emailed out, um, really pray for the people in your group. I'll tell you one one thing about a year ago really surprised me. Um, we were praying for the the child of somebody in, in one of my groups, a, a teenager, and the person called me, I believe it was a Sunday night, and told me that um, their teenager had trusted Christ as their Lord and Savior. And I was emotional, and I'm going, <laughs> why am I so emotional about that? I'm, because I had partnered with them in prayer, and I'd, I loved the person, and I cared about them, and I'd never met their children. Um, I'd never 
met that I remember, you know, the the team that we were praying for. But I, I just thought it was it was cool that I was emotionally invested and because I'd invested time in prayer. What else would you guys have to say about, about praying for one another? Man, my, my wife is just a gift in reminding me about all the things going on in everyone's lives. Hey, so-and-so, remember, they've got this at 2 o'clock this afternoon. Thank you. And then I shoot out a text. Uh-huh. Hey, praying for you this afternoon, um, which is I think is a good thing to do. That's encouraging, right? When you Absolutely. let them know that, hey, you know they have something going on that day, you're, you're going to be praying for them. Or you did pray for them. Mm-hmm. And, and you're good at that, Jay. You'll you'll send me Thank text you. messages, and I'm sure you do it to everyone. But hey, just letting you know, was praying for you this morning. Hmm. That's great. That's encouraging. So I, I think um, as, as you do that, as you do pray, let people know you're praying for them. Hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it really builds connections as well. All right, number nine, communicate through the week. And, um, you know, we mentioned that already, just a text message. You know, it, it can be following up with a prayer request or even sharing a prayer request. One of the great apps that I've, you know, I was kind of late to the party, but I kept hearing about this app called GroupMe. <laughs> do you guys use that? Oh, yeah. We do, yes. Well, tell, uh, tell, some, tell some of the leaders out there, what is GroupMe? Well, GroupMe is a, it's a, um, it is text-based, but uh, you can also do pictures and everything else, just like you would in every other uh, social application. But you can create, you can join, number one, just by phone number. Um, and you create a room essentially, uh, and it's just one big group text thread. And what's great about it is that it's not dependent on what kind of flavor or brand of device you're on. It's, it's consolidated to its app. So everybody gets the message. Hmm. Um, so just think of it as group texting, isolated, it retains history, um, without the worry of, well, these people use iOS, these people use Android, the text messages may not all go through at the same time. It just works, and it's very simple. Very One of the things simple. that I've seen in group is that um, back before GroupMe, we were just um, we used email a lot, but in in just entering a lot of numbers in your phone and sending a group text, it's hard to go back and find that sometimes. Right. Like if you've added a person, taken a person away, and yep. um, I noticed yeah, a group yeah. recently where somebody had picked up a thread in something. And somebody was left out. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, my so goodness. That's not right. a good thing. Right. Yeah, that's right. the worst. Now, I will say something to be careful in that whole group me thing is don't make the group chat individual communications between people within the group. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, yeah. like if we we're on a group and I just end up, hey, I'm talking to Jay alone. And everyone in the group is having to get that and pick mm-hmm. up their phone every time and check it and, and get rid of the little pop up yes. hey, you yes. got a, you've got an alert and, a, yeah. and another thing I mean there, there's just a, an appropriate level of of numbers of text to, to send my brother was mm-hmm. telling me recently that uh, a group at his church had started using group me and they were just making jokes all through the day and stuff and it just it, it can just it can get out of hand like so, a couple of teenagers on a phone yes you know <laughs> yeah. it, it's okay it, it, as far as my group is concerned like it's okay to do a joke every now and then but don't go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth mm-hmm. with just irrelevant stuff because there are some people it's it really winds up being an use it in, for in what it is yes right, call group right. me make sure it's a, a message the entire group should hear and you know we just talked about prayer and you guys covered it well and um, we use group me for prayer requests because it's so effective because it's right there. Um, and everybody's got it on their phones as opposed to looking for an email. Now, of course 
there's other ways that we communicate prayer requests, but just having it right there is a wonderful thing. Mm. And at one point in my group, we had to to set some hours that were appropriate to use. Oh, wow. <laughs> and my wife was, uh, you know, she was the one who said, okay, you may use group me between the hours of 8 a.m. and 9 p.m. and not <laughs> not later earlier. We we had one yes. come out at like 2 a.m. at one point. Yeah, I, I'm an early to bed guy, but I get up early too. So you group me at 1030. I'm going to group you at 430. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so. Turnabout's fair play. Oh, man. Good stuff. But um, yeah, there are a lot of ways to use group me. But, uh, you know, just Think of it as staying connected uh, is, is a good way to, to do that. Do communicate through the week. And encourage uh, your members to communicate mm-hmm. during the week. Don't yeah. it, the, If you're sending an email, don't let the group feel like you're the only person that can email the whole group. By right. all means, right. let everybody email each other. Hmm. That's cool. All right, number 10 is jump at the opportunity to encourage others. And I really like to think of our small groups as um, not just a teacher uh, to student relationship, but, um, and we don't call them teachers, we call them leaders here at, at Brook Hills, but um, think of it as a group of people encouraging one another. I, li- I like to think of a spider web kind of thing where, you know, if you have a circle of dots and every dot represents a person, you have lines of communication and relationship going between every dot. So we want everybody in the group communicating with one another and encouraging one another. I tell you, as a group leader, I'm excited when I get to the point of hearing one group leader, I'm sorry, one group member tell another member, hey, how did that whatever job interview or whatever go last week? And they're involved in each other's lives. And so um, I think if if we look for ways to encourage one another and as group leaders really promote that, I think that's a really healthy thing. You know, I might have shared this already. I love Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. you know, the meat of that is is talking about not neglecting meeting together. But on both sides of that, one side says encourage one another. The other side of that says find ways to spur one another on to love mm-hmm. and good deeds. And so that's all about encouragement. Um, so, guys, what have I left out? Anything you can think of that you would add to my list of 10 ways to be a great group member? I was thinking of one while okay. I was going through this list, and um, I would say prepare yourself as a group member to be able to transition well at some point to another group. Something might happen. You might have a job change where you have to change churches. You might have, um, a, if you meet uh, off campus, then you might move to where now you're on the other side of town, and it's no longer as convenient to go to that group, or it's harder, or you have children. I got the couples I have are, are, are married, no kids yet. What happens when they start having kids? They might need to transition to another group. And so I think if you can prepare yourself as a member to do that, and what I mean is do it, not just go to another group, but go to another group and begin to engage with that new group as well as you were with the old group. Mm-hmm you're going that's that's when you know you're going to be a really successful group member. Uh, when you can be vulnerable in the group you're in, move to another group, and from the get-go be encouraged, be doing these 10 things that we've just discussed with that brand new group. And I know sometimes that takes time, right? Mm-hmm. You feel like you, mm-hmm. you need a little bit of time to get to know people, and that's fine, but look and try to do that as soon as possible with that new group. Yeah, good word. One thing I thought about is um, is just confidentiality. And um, 
rarely do you see this abused, but when it's a, when it is abused, it's a big thing and can really uh, disrupt a group and and actually just tear it apart. But um, you know, if somebody's been transparent in the group, um, what what's said in the group stays in the group, and mm-hmm. we yeah. just you know you need to leave it there unless unless there's permission given to to share uh, for some valid reason, and you need to. Ask the person who shared that if if you're going to share it somewhere else. And so confidentiality is important. I would also add uh, one more thing. Um, and this is something that my group does, you know, more than I would ever actually ask for. And I would say nobody should ever ask for this. Um, but it, it comes totally unexpected and it's a wonderful thing. Encourage your small group leader. Hmm. Um, because they do do a lot of preparation. A lot of time goes into what they're going to to do that evening or that morning. Um, and just a simple, I really appreciate you. Thanks for what you did today. Thanks for preparing. Can go so far. Um, my group, like I said, they do a great job. Uh, um, more than I deserve by any means um, of loving on me. Um, and it just, man, it just it fires me up to mm-hmm. do more and more for them. Yeah, I started to ask you, but but you went in and answered it. Um, I was going to ask, okay, three group leaders here. How do we receive encouragement? What's our favorite way? And you know, one thing I I really love if God's doing something in the life of one of my group members, man, if they would share that, or if I had an impact, mm-hmm. you know, or influence on that in any way, um, man, that's just encouraging to know that hey, God is using me as a group leader. Yeah. So um, share that. Good, good. Good point to bring up. I guess we're at 13. Anything else? You know, our list has grown from, uh, so from 13 10 to 13. Top 10. But anyway, anything else you guys can think of? Well, I mean, I'm going to brag on my group a little bit. Then, well, Chris, you got to. Go for it. So, I mean, you know, we went through a move recently, and, man, the, these guys just rallied behind Melissa and I and our, our, and our kids and came over and helped us get moved, but then helped us clean the house that we were uh, leaving just oh, wow. to bless the new family coming in. It was spotless. And then... Um, That's the hardest part of moving. <laughs> it is. It is. And they were there to help us and then helped us and continue to help us get settled in to the new house. So they, they've been a blessing to us uh, in that way. It's That's awesome. That really is a blessing. Appreciate you guys if you hear this. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, just like I, I want you guys to do as leaders at the end of every lesson or every group meeting, I want to I want to just give you a challenge. And so my challenge is find a way to share this content with your group. And um, as I mentioned earlier, you can find it at greatgroups.org or if you'll um, navigate to brookhills.org slash blog you'll find these uh, 10 ways uh, to be a great group member. And so we encourage you, print it out, give it to your group, and tell them it's from Jay. Tell them it's from Jay, not from <laughs> you. Yeah, not from me. <laughs> and I'll be the bad guy in case you're stepping on any, to- any toes. But um, thanks so much for listening, and we hope we'll uh, connect with you again next week. Well, that's all for this episode of The Great Groups Podcast. Please do subscribe on your favorite podcast app so that you won't miss the next episode. Also, visit us online at greatgroups.org and leave a comment there. We would love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening today. We'll be back next time with a conversation that inspires you to make disciples. And that's the point of great groups. Make disciples.